the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Texas Capital Management Studios. This is AM 1280. The Patriot. WWTC. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. An early morning shooting at a Little Rock, Arkansas nightclub. Little Rock Police Chief Kenton Buckner tells KATV it started as a dispute during a concert inside. The latest number has approximately 17 individuals uh, that were injured as a result of, of the gunfire. Also, other individuals were injured, uh, either being trampled or trying to exit the location. Uh, the youngest individual being uh, age 16. No arrests have been made. The doctor who shot his former colleagues at a Bronx hospital yesterday had promised to come back after a 2015 dispute with the hospital over sexual harassment accusations. Dr. Henry Bellow turned the gun on himself after he opened fire, killing one person, injuring six others, at least one critically. And Nevada's become the fifth state in the U.S. with stores selling marijuana for recreational purposes. People began buying pot early Saturday, months after voters approved it in November. This is SRN News. When Capitol Police officers shot and killed the gunman who was firing on a group of congressmen in Virginia, we once again saw hero officers in action. I know this House wants to state unequivocally that we are, as ever, awed by the tremendous bravery of the Capitol Police. This is Mike Gallagher. Please support law enforcement. Donate to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. Just go to Gallagher'sArmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. That's Gallagher'sArmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. Thank you. Up next on your home for Intelligent Radio, the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to Brad Carlson. He's the closer, and he's on at 2 p.m. right here on The Patriot. And for the best economic insight, tune in to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440 Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. You can also listen online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, wonderful weather, mostly sun today, upper 70s, mostly sun for Sunday, mostly sun for Monday, highs around 80 to start the week. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. By the way, I'm also fond of the web at True North. Uh, LookTrueNorth.com is the the official website. It's the official uh, center for center-right political thought in the upper Midwest. This September, by the way, uh, just coming up uh, two months from now, the uh, 10th anniversary of True North, which is amazing to think. I mean, just a, just a bunch of people, almost like a Spanky and our gang show, saying, gang, getting together and say, hey, gang, let's, let's put together a show. And, and here we have one of the uh, foremost uh, geographical political group blogs in the United States. And it's still going strong 10 years later. It's an amazing thing to see. 651 289-4488, the number to call, uh, should you care to join us. And I hope you do. We're also on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. And if our Internet down here in the basement uh, works for us, I'll be able to uh, uh, rope you in on the conversation via that medium as well here with a little luck. Uh, we should be able to do that here shortly. Uh, things seem to be clearing up a little bit here. That's good. So, uh, so anyway, join us either way, 651 651- 
289-4488. Expecting a call from Marty Newman at Keegan's Irish Pub uh, talking about the, and by the way, who also was the proprietor of the uh, latest Red Savoy Pizza in the Northeast. Yummy, yummy stuff. Uh, so it's a one-two punch of uh, Irish food and pizza uh, right next to each other uh, down on University Avenue by Hennepin, just uh, across from the big uh, liquor warehouse that will have to pay me to say their name on the air because that's how I roll. That's how this business rolls. You pay to play. Anyway, uh, we're talking about uh, the intention today is to talk about the minimum wage. Now, you, you've heard the, the people on the left, uh, the the progressives, uh, jumping up and down and hooting and hollering about the, uh, the the minimum, the hikes in the minimum wage. The city of Minneapolis just passed a, a, a increase in the minimum wage uh, slowly, increasing it to uh, $15 an hour uh, over the course of the next, I believe, four years, longer for smaller businesses. But uh, by the in, in any case, making a fast move to get up to uh, $15 an hour. And it's just one of a number of things that have happened in Minneapolis lately that have been kind of uh, – that are going to go a long way towards – I don't know, uh, making Minneapolis a cold Caracas. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of problems in Minneapolis these days. In fact, so, so many that uh, some people even on the left are starting to notice that uh, all is not going well in the city of Minneapolis. Interesting piece came out in the city pages this last week uh, by a fellow who had a similar experience to me only a few years later, uh, a fellow named... Uh, uh, yeah, Carter Auerbach. We'll talk about that shortly here. But uh, in the in the meantime, it's uh, my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast a longtime friend of this broadcast, actually a friend of this broadcast before there was a broadcast, uh, proprietor of some of the more dubious trivia in the Twin Cities, but proprietor of one of my favorite bars in Minneapolis, Marty Newman, uh, joining us. Marty, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Oh, thank you much, Mitch. My pleasure. I know you're in the middle of your workday, so we'll just cut down to the, the, the main order business here. Minneapolis passed, the uh, city of Minneapolis passed the $15 an hour minimum wage, and I believe, stop me if I'm wrong, but I believe they also passed the sick time ordinance this past week. Is that correct, Marty? Yeah, the sick time just started actually today. Started yeah. crewing for every uh, 30 hours worked to get one hour of uh, paid sick. Yeah, now I heard you on public radio yesterday talking about that. Describe briefly the impact this is going to have on on your on your uh, your businesses in Northeast Minneapolis. Well, the challenge is it's all at once for both of them. I mean, the sick leave is, you know, we want our staff uh, to be healthy and come to work. Um, but it's the thing that we have to cover that person's shift uh, to pay them, and then we have to find somebody else to cover that shift. You know, in a lot of jobs, you know, somebody calls in sick, man, eh, that's okay, we'll just pile some stuff on a desk, and that's fine. But in this business, that means people can't be served, or food doesn't get cooked, or uh, pizza doesn't get delivered. Yeah, exactly. So, so what, now, we, now there have been various studies on both sides. I mean, you know, they say there's, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, and studies uh, involve all three, but uh, depending on which ones you pick and how you cherry-pick the data. But uh, do, do you, have you put a number on what, how this is going to affect uh, Keegan's and Savoy's business uh, upcoming here? Well, you got to think that every employee is going to get two weeks. They can carry up to 80 hours over. Um, so, you, you know, they can have up to two weeks a year uh, that we have to pay them or 40. You know, right now you can get 48 hours, I think, by the end of the year. Right. You know, so that is it's a huge dollar amount. Is it $1,000, $1,200? I mean, there's people are saying that are they going to use it or not going to use it? Well, there's no way to enforce if someone actually takes that time for being sick, like we hope they are, or they just maybe want a day off. Um, so that's the challenge for us is how do we enforce that? And the city of Minneapolis uh, didn't put in parameters for that, like if after three days you have to have a doctor's excuse. Well, they never put anything like that in there. So people, you know, it just makes it very tough for us to do our job and give the service that we want. And most of our staff would never do that, but there are, you know, that 10 15% that make our jobs very challenging. And, yeah, I mean, you, you, you work at a place where it's possible for a, a server to make a decent trade. Uh, and so there's, mm -hmm. there, you have a certain amount of self-selection going. I mean, it's, I, don't, I think it's fair to say you don't have a lot of people working at Gigan's who are net-netting minimum wage, I can't imagine. 
Houston. Uh, I mean, the the tipping there is is you, you don't have the stingiest crowd in town. But if you were if you were running a McDonald's, a Burger King, a, a convenience store, uh, something with a little uh, something with with no tipping involved, for example, I can't imagine. I mean, you you talk to business people. You've been involved in the the push against these initiatives uh, for the last couple of years now. You've been on the broadcast before discussing this, Marty. Uh, what are you hearing from people who are outside the restaurant trade? Well, you know, a lot of them are having that, I guess, how can you say this? They have margins are a lot different. In the, the restaurant industry, a, a well-run restaurant is a 4% profit margin. That's pretty low. Yeah. So when you go to the McDonald's and you go to the other places like that, their profit margin, you know, is in that 20 to 25. That's a whole different conversation that we're having when it's, uh, you know, a small business. Yeah. Okay, so fair enough. Now, one of the studies that came out of Seattle this past week shows that it's it's not so much as you get a wave of hire, uh, firings. I mean, it's not like Higgins is going to replace its uh, bartenders and wait staff with robots, uh, you know, kiosks. It's not going to work with your, your business. But it does something to job creation. Uh, the, the big effect is not so much that a lot of minimum wage workers get laid off. It's just that they don't create a whole lot uh, people like you are suddenly going to start scaling back your plans to hire more people. You're going to, you're going to make, get more hours out of the people you have. You're going to, get, uh, you're, you're going to find some other efficiencies to, to, get, to, to, to squeeze out of this process here. What, what adaptations do you see you having to make to make this whole prospect work for you? Well, I know for myself and uh, uh, my manager and my kitchen manager, I mean, I come in even earlier. I used to come in at 9 o'clock, and now I come in like today. I was here at 5 a.m. this morning because I don't have a cook until, well, I don't even have a cook now on my one side until 4 o'clock today. So we actually have to manage that side. And we just, you know, there's only so many dollars out there. Everything is based on percentages. And, you know, if the, if it's not there, you have to some way figure that out. Um, so our managers are working more hours. But there's no question about that. Um, and then, you know, we're going to probably have to scale back a little bit on service. I mean, the, that fast casual is, is, a, is a challenge in itself and how that's changing the uh, restaurant business in general. Yeah. So so we look ahead uh, for four or five years here when the, the minimum wage finally takes full effect. Uh, that's I know they've, they've made it a seven-year process for really small businesses, but I, I'm not sure exactly who that applies to. I don't know if it applies to you necessarily. I think you're over the you, you may be over that threshold, Marty. But wh- where do you see this going in in five, six, ten years? What do you think the end result of this of this process is going to be on uh, on small businesses throughout Minneapolis? Well, the problem is when they did it, um, the city council and the mayor they put Minneapolis on an island, and they they like to say they're progressive and they're doing all these things and well it's an election year and that's why they're doing it um the problem is is st paul are they going to do it is richfield going to do it is edina going to do it columbia heights going to do it and it's just like the smoking man was back in the day is that sales went down in minneapolis went down 20 percent and we went through a tough time there terry keegan and myself during that time because they didn't think it out correctly um i mean what's going to have to happen is prices are going to have to go up there's not even a and think about it right now we're at nine fifty to you know to fifteen dollars. People can figure out that percentage that's just not coming out of the my back pocket it's not like i'm uh have a couple of lake places a driver mercedes that's not the that's not the way it works in this business yeah um so I just think you're gonna see that service is gonna go down uh the prices are gonna go up um and hopefully the next uh governor can get a preemption to make it a little bit more even for small businesses in Minneapolis. So, in other words, get out to Keegan's before the prices go up on the menu, is what you're saying here. <laughs> well, I think everybody in Minneapolis, that's going to happen to everybody. I mean, that's just the nature of the biz. Marty, I don't want to keep you away from work for too terribly long, but what what do people need to do about this? I mean, obviously, the city of Minneapolis uh, at the city council level seems to be a lost cause. It's mm-hmm. a done deal. What 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 do you see people being able to do about this? Well, Maine actually just uh, repealed theirs, and they put a tip credit in, and they did a lot of things for the restaurant industry because um, the people working in the industry in the front of the house, the bartenders, barbacks, busboys, and all that, their wages went down dramatically. And there's people from Maine, there's a lot of articles out there right now that you can look up on the Internet, and I'm surprised that our city council didn't, but they, uh, there's a lot of studies out there. You're surprised? Uh, have, so, you actually, have you actually met Alondra Kana? I don't know how you're surprised. 
Mm, yeah, that's a whole different conversation at a different time. Yeah, fair enough. So so there is something to do. We'll have to uh, talk about this sometime when you got a little more time to talk, Marty. I don't want to take up your whole afternoon here, but uh, appreciate you coming on uh, to the broadcast to talk with us today, and let's, uh, let's do this again sometime. My pleasure. You guys have a great uh, 4th of July. Thanks a lot, you too. Marty Newman from Keegan's Irish Pub and uh, Red Savoy, uh, the Red Savoy outlet down on University, just across from Certix. Yeah, I mentioned their name, whatever. It's a landmark. A uh, landmark of freedom, by the way. They were, uh, by, by the way, tomorrow will be the first uh, Sunday liquor stores in Minnesota will be open legally. Uh, and I was there last April when Certix jumped the gun, as it were. And I, as I said it on Channel 9 when I was interviewed by their reporter at the time, uh, you know, I missed the fall of the Berlin Wall. But being there for Certix being open on a on a Sunday a, ahead of state law was almost as good. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I will have to get out to Keegan's for a burger on the way home here because I, I hate to uh, hate to uh, hate to miss a good uh, last ditch sale here. Of course, definitely want to uh, support the local the local guys who are who are. Uh, <laughs> having to survive with these hamsters. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Go nowhere. The fun, while technically over half done, is really still just beginning. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either, and that is a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. 
1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call to join us, which is the point. Don't forget, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow, 2 o'clock, special 4th of July broadcast. I don't know if it's special. Well, they're all special in their own way. Every every Narn broadcast is special in its own way. But I don't know if he's got a theme or anything. I don't know if he's doing a 4th of July show like Michael Medved or what. But he's on tomorrow at 2. That's all that matters. King Banyan, of course, every Saturday morning, 9 to 11. Talking about minimum wages. Of course, Marty Newman obviously has been front and center with this uh, since the very beginning. He's, uh, I, I got to say, I mean, for starters, I mean, Keegan's goes way back with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. In a sense, the Northern Alliance started at Keegan's. I mean, it was some of the guys who, who got together and became the Northern Alliance. For those of you who've been following the show for a long time, this show was originally uh, six or seven guys uh, that that got together and did a broadcast every week. We were bloggers. I mean, was it was it uh, John Hinderocker, Scott Johnson, Chad the Elder, uh, Brian St. Paul Ward, Adamizer, uh, King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, myself. God, I don't know if I missed anybody. I'm sure I did. Uh, there were there were a few others that were involved back in the early days of the broadcast. Uh, and 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 our first couple of get-togethers before the I- idea of even having a talk show took place at Keegan's. Uh, on Trivia Thursday nights, which is still, by the way, a tradition every Thursday night trivia. I haven't made it down there as much in the last year as as, as perhaps I, I would like to have. Uh, but I'm going to fix that right quick here because, of course, it's a wonderful place to go in the summer. That cigar pity out back is great. I'm not getting paid anything for this endorsement, by the way. I just can disclose that right now. The uh, I, important part, however, is that... that um, Marty Newman has been has been up front and center on this issue for a long time. Uh, he's he's been fighting against this this radical regulation of business in Minneapolis for years now, and and with good reason. It's it's a stupid idea. Our good friend Kevin Williamson, uh, who doesn't go back as far as Marty Newman and doesn't run a bar, but he's still uh, been on this broadcast a few times over the years. Uh, had a great article this past week uh, in National Review, The Magical Thinking About Minimum Wages. The law of supply and demand applies to labor, too. Thanks to a new study from economists at the University of Washington, American progressives have learned that the laws of supply and demand apply to the labor market. Everyone already knows that, except for professional economists. The study, uh, commissioned by the government of Seattle and published by the National Bureau of e- Economic Research, Found that Seattle's law incrementing raising uh, incrementally raising its minimum wage to thirteen dollars an hour last year en route to fifteen resulted in low wage workers earning less money rather than more. Huh. Where have you heard that before? I'm trying to think what what pundit may have warned you about that being the case, the likely outcome of this sort of scenario. I'm wondering what Pundit may have reminded you of the ironclad law of supply and demand. That is to say, if you make something worth other than what people are naturally willing to pay for it, you're going to distort the market. If you make artificially increase the price of something, people will buy less of it. And if you artificially decrease the price, people will buy more of it and you can't find you won't be able to find it. And labor is something that has a price to it that you could increase or decrease, just like the price of bowling balls or bubble gum or coffee. You raise it too much, people will buy less of it. To some extent, that may be okay if your margin is right. Anyway, these are things that business owners have to think about. Anyway, the result in low-wage workers earning less money rather than more. This surprised many in Seattle who had been assured by all the best economists, including Paul Krugman, such a thing could never come to pass. So what happened? Short version is this. You can pass a law saying you have to pay low-wage workers more, but you cannot pay law, uh, pass a law that says you have to hire them in the first place or that you cannot cut back on hours when the price of hourly labor goes up. 
as businesses responded to the new higher labor costs by reorganizing their processes in less labor-intensive ways. The classic examples here are the replacement of wait staff with computer screens in restaurants and the replacement of bank clerks with more sophisticated ATMs. The law that was supposed to increase low-wage workers' incomes actually reduced them substantially. How substantially? By an average of $125 a month. Now, if you're a minimum wage worker making $15 an hour, that adds up to a loss of of 8.3 hours of inflated minimum wage work per month, two hours a week. That's an average, Uh, which is to say that, that even though your minimum wage has been increased, you're making less because the work you're being paid, the price that is being mandated for your work is more than people are naturally willing to pay for it. Being compelled to pay something isn't the same as being willing to pay it on your own. And so, 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 so it's, it's one of those things that just sort of leaves me completely agog. The idea that, that people could do this and not expect uh, there to be some problems. Back to, back to Kevin Williams. The first lecture in economics, one, is that supply and demand interact through prices. And a wage is a price, the price of labor, just as I said. Producers will produce more of any given product at a higher price, and consumers will consume less of it at a higher price. At some point, producers' preferences coincide with those of consumers, and that is the market, uh, the price, uh, the market price that emerges. That's a rough model, of course, but it describes the basic reality of how commercial transactions actually happen. When Economics 101 tells you something you don't want to hear, the thing to do is commission a study. As Ronald Coase observed, uh, if you torture the data enough, it will confess to almost anything. For progressives, Desiring to raise the minimum wage in spite of the consequences predicted by basic economics. That study came from two Princeton economists, what else, uh, David Card and Alan Kruger, who in 1994 compared employment at fast food restaurants in New Jersey to that of their counterparts across the river in Pennsylvania after New Jersey enacted a relatively modest increase in the minimum wage. The Card-Kruger study found that raising the minimum wage had not cost jobs in New Jersey. Of course, there were holes in this study. It was a modest minimum wage increase. It was just fast food, by the way. And and as Marty Newman pointed out, fast food has a much higher profit margin than independent restaurants, especially sit-down restaurants. Fast food is a whole other business. It didn't. Uh, it, it just covered fast food. It didn't cover convenience stores. It didn't cover comic book shops, movie theaters. Uh, any of the other many, many places in our society that employ minimum wage labor. Certainly not wait staff, which is where it gets even more complicated, as we discovered a couple of years ago on this broadcast. Uh, minimum wage laws in Minnesota, were thanks to uh, the DFL, were, I think, three years ago? Three years ago, I believe, were increased. Uh, the minimum wage in Minnesota was jacked up to about 9 bucks an hour. I think it was three years ago. Two, three years ago. Anyway, and a, a local restaurant out in Stillwater, uh, the Oasis Cafe, I believe it was, uh, put a little a, a fee on each of their tabs, a little mar- marginal little fee, just saying, hey, this is a, a fee to uh, account for the hike to the minimum wage. And liberals had a cow about it. How dare you attack the... the, the the, the minimum wage hike. And, of course, this is a place that not only – nobody in the place was making minimum wage. I mean, the ones in the uh, – the, the people in the back room, the, the cooks, the busboys, they were making better than minimum wage anyway because the owners believed it was the right thing to do. And the wait staff out front were tipped, so they're taking home a lot better than minimum wage. I mean, it's a nice place, decent, well-to-do clientele. It's it's a place where you're going to make as, as much in tips as you do uh, in, in actual wages if you're a decent waiter, wait staff, wait per server, whatever. Here's the deal. As the owners who came on the broadcast that weekend discussed with us, the deal being that in Minnesota, they didn't give him a tip credit. A tip credit means you, you pay a minimum wage to wait staff, but you assume they're be get, you're going to be getting tipped. 
uh, some percentage of whatever uh, fair uh, uh, bills. Uh, sorry, uh, of final prices that they 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 they, uh, they serve. Why was I having such trouble describing that? I guess I've never worked with food. Uh, I mean, I recognize the fact that the bulk of their income is not coming from the wage itself. Across the river in Wisconsin, the minimum wage for waitstaff with a tip credit is under 3 bucks an hour with the assumption that they're going to be getting all sorts of tips. The city of Minneapolis, and for that matter, the DFL-run state of Minnesota, isn't that smart, apparently. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? We'll be right back. Hi folks, Mitch Berg here for our longtime sponsor, Thompson Building and Remodeling. Did you know they're certified by the Vinyl Siding Institute of America? This ensures your new vinyl or hardy style siding and trim is installed the way it's supposed to be. Warm weather's here and now is the time to call Thompson Building and Remodeling and have them install the new top quality vinyl or hardy style siding you've been dreaming about for your home. Call Thompson Building and Remodeling today at 651-487-5318. That's 651-487-5318 or find them on the web at thompsonpros.com. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, closest oral rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closest is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closest Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closest.com or get Closest today at Walgreens, CVS Health. And Walmart. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I've been telling you about Relief Factor for about six months now. I've been using Relief Factor for a lot longer than that. Just like you, I've heard about Relief Factor on the radio, and I simply had to try it because I had hip and knee pain that wasn't going away. Well, it worked for me in about two and a half weeks, so I asked them if I could endorse the product. That's a true story. Now I'm hearing from listeners everywhere, like Tim from Pennsylvania, who wrote, Pain I had lived with for three to four years has completely disappeared after two months of Relief Factor. It has totally vanished. I'll be 72 in March, and I feel at least 10 years younger. It's great to be pain-free again. It sure is. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, knee pain, general muscle aches and pain, do what I did. Go to relieffactor.com, order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. Try it for three weeks, $19.95, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call toll-free, 800-500-8384, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about Minneapolis's new minimum wage, $15 an hour, phasing in over the next several years. Talking about an article by Kevin Williamson in National Review, came out this past week. About the magical thinking behind minimum wage uh, laws, the absurd hikes that we're seeing in minimum wages in some of the, uh, some of our large progressive cities like uh, Seattle, Minneapolis, some others. Uh, and of course, states like Maine, where the, which doesn't get talked about much. Marty Newman pointed out that Maine rolled its minimum wage increase back 
because, or at least added a tip credit because it was such a disaster. The restaurant trade in uh, in in uh, Maine. Kevin Williamson continues. I want to cut to his conclusion here. Uh, he's talking about magical thinking. We've got a great example of that magical thinking to share with you in a moment here. Uh, just a quick quote here. Our progressive friends like to talk about how much they love science because there's a great deal of prestige attached to science, and that prestige is relatively easy to misappropriate for progressive political ends. For example, the question of what to do about climate change is not really a scientific question. is to certain degrees an economic question, much to greater agree a political question uh, but this is uh, carry on down the line here magical thinking is much easier still and, and much more amenable to political cast of mind uh, than undertaking a very hard thankless uncertain task of uh, doing things point being I guess it, it, it's easier to do magical thinking than it is to do the hard work of talking with an awful lot of minimum wage workers and saying, hey, if you're a high school kid, if you're a college kid, if you're just starting your career, you don't have a marketable skill. You're lucky to be getting this. And in fact, you'd have a better shot at a job if the minimum wage was lower. And if you're someone who actually has people dependent on you and you're making $9 an hour today, you might want to work hard on coming up with a marketable skill. (laughs) That's hard. But, says Kevin Williamson, the next time you're attempted to indulge in this sort of intellectual laziness, consider the lot uh, of poor peoples in St. Paul, uh, St. Paul, Seattle, are going to have uh, trouble paying their rents or feeding their children because policymakers who did not want to face the economic facts allowed themselves to be led astray by Professor Krugman, a first-rate economist who devolved into a second-rate newspaper columnist who lent the considerable prestige of his Nobel Prize to a policy proposal many of his fellow progressive economists knew to be defective even as they refused to criticize it in public. The poor people in Seattle know that there is no such thing as a free lunch, if only the economists did too. Uh, this is all a matter of progressive magical thinking, is Kevin Williamson's point. Magical thinking meaning if, 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 as, long as, we, as long as we just do something through the, the good graces of government, some miracle will descend and everything will be hunky-dory. That's looking at it in a Pollyannish light to be sure, but it's, it makes sense. Speaking of magical thinking, nobody defines magical thinking about economics like 5th District Minnesota Congressman Keith Ellison, who decided to put on his his inner artiste and laid this on the public. Hey, Keith. What you doing, man? I'm just hanging out, celebrating this win. What's the news, brother? We just passed $15. 15 what? $15 minimum wage. Hey man, I've been marching for my 15. Getting paid now, that's what I mean. I need money. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I need money. That's what I want. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and the bees. I need money. That's what I want. You guys are fighting there in Minneapolis. We're fighting all over the country so the American people can get a raise. Thank you very much for your struggle. It's awesome. And let's go get it. (sighs) Just remember, the Democrats are the intelligent ones. (laughs) We got you money, says Keith Ellison. And by the way, if Keith Ellison was playing guitar on that, Stick with being a third-rate political hack. (laughs) I mean, in between the verses, the song, the chords modulate. It doesn't just hold on that C chord through between the two verses, Keith. I mean, if that was you, and I haven't seen it. Apparently, this was taken from a video, I think. I'm not sure. but Yeah, I believe so. It was taken from a video. I've got to find the video to find out if it was, in fact, Keith Ellison playing guitar. Uh, 
but his skill or the skills of whoever is playing guitar is not really at issue here, although they are dubious at best. And, and in fact, would not be worth minimum wage in terms of musical styling. But that, that's not, let's not get focused on that. Let's focus on, on the message that Keith Ellison sent. Give me money. That's what I want. Thanks for getting the people their money. That's it. I mean, basically, it's it's Keith Ellison is is there saying thank you, City of Minneapolis, thank you, City Council of Minneapolis, for going out and holding a gun to the heads of uh, Minneapolis business owners and making them pay more than you, the minimum wage workers, are actually worth. No offense intended, but I mean. <laughs> If you're making less than $15 an hour right now, it's because either you're not marketing your skills in such a way as, as to, to make yourself, make someone want to pay you more than fourteen ninety nine an hour or whatever, or there are so many of you that if you don't want to work for less than $15 an hour, someone else or 20 other people will, by the way, that's been the case in the radio industry for a long time. I mean, the price, the, the, the rate for a disc jockey has dropped in, in large swaths of this country to below eight bucks an hour. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the, the people we have here at AM 1280, the Patriot know, but they're, they're among the one percenters in this industry these days. Not quite. I mean, the morning DJs in big cities still make a pretty nice wage. But if you're not one of the big guys, if you're not a Sean Hannity or a, or a, or a I don't know, that, that boob over at, over at the, the local Top 40 station that I won't name, uh, if you're not one of those guys, I mean, you're you're... The average wage in, in radio is around eight bucks an hour these days, nationwide, maybe a little under nine. And that's because as radio industry shrinks, as music stations convert to computerized stations, there's a lot of disc jockeys out of work out there. And so the, the wages are dropping. And by the way, if this uh, minimum wage ordinance in Minneapolis covers radio people. Well, it's probably a good thing that most of the radio stations moved out of Minneapolis years ago. But I can tell you there's at least one radio station in Minneapolis that's going to wind up uh, having to double up on assistant producers and uh, uh, low-end news people. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. Anyway, uh, if, if you're making less than 15 bucks an hour right now, it's because the skills you have aren't worth it to aren't worth it to the people who are doing the paying or you're not presenting yourself very well or there are so many of you that you that that you're it, it's incumbent on you to do something to change that i hit that myself i mean 25 years ago i was working in the radio industry it was my first career i'd been in it since i was 15 years old i had made my way from rural north dakota up to the bigs and i was making crummy money not minimum wage but crummy money when I had two kids and another one on the way in 1992, terrible money, uh, the equivalent, adjusting for inflation, not $15 an hour today, let's put it that way. And I had to go, <laughs> my two options at that point were become a huge success, which somehow eluded me. Number two, lobby the city council to force the radio station to raise my wages, which wasn't an option at that point, but apparently is today. Or number three, find another career that paid a whole lot better, which I did. And thanks be to God, it worked out for me very, very well and, and got my family out of poverty at the time. I had that option. I availed myself of that option when I could. And that's why I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, my hometown of Jamestown, North Dakota, where you go through there, and there's a sign on the Walmart out front saying it's fourteen seventy five an hour, fourteen fifty an hour, fourteen seventy five to uh, uh, <laughs> well board up for food. Yeah, one of the producers here just held up his side. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's what it's, this industry's coming to. I think uh, the producers hanging out by the uh, intersections with signs saying we'll board up for food. By the way, I've always wondered about that. How do how do poor people I mean, I'm not homeless. I have a home. 
And if I look through that home all day, I cannot possibly, I know I've got Brock magic markers somewhere in my house, but for the love of God, I can never find it when I need one. How is it that homeless people can always find black magic markers? I don't get it. Anyway, neither here nor there. The point being, you go back to, to, to rural North Dakota and, and places like it, and you, you can earn a living wage working as a night stalker at, at a Walmart or as a gas station attendant. I mean, they're starting people at gas stations at 13 bucks an hour out there at a place where the, the cost of living is considerably lower than it is here. We're not talking Williston and Dickinson here. We're talking the eastern half of the state where there are no oil wells within 200 miles. The inflation hasn't sunk in. And it's further proof that when it comes to a living wage, the only real living wage is actual prosperity. The actual freedom of, of freedom of, of, of freedom, economic freedom, true economic freedom is prosperity. Minneapolis doesn't have that right now if you're a low-income person. We'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. I finally decided to get rid of the old bathtub and its dingy looking color. Monty from New Windows for America made me feel like I was in good hands. So I signed right away for my new walk-in shower. The owner called me that afternoon and thanked me for my order. I thought it was a great way to show appreciation. His crew was awesome, from the supervisors to the plumbers to the whole crew. My experience was a snap. No more ugly, dingy walls. That's a written testimonial from Cheryl, who used New Windows for America to remodel her bathroom. That's right, New Windows for America does beautiful, easy-to-clean, one-day tub and shower replacements. A new tub or shower can be replaced in just one day. No disruptions to your routine. Make your appointment for a free consultation today and save $750 off a safe, beautiful, easy-to-clean bath or shower replacement. Offer ends July 31st. If you're looking for a job well done, do yourself a favor and call New Windows for America. Let's be honest. With juggling work and family, there's not enough time to consider protecting everything you have ever worked for. At Online Trading Academy, we show you how realistic and enjoyable growing and managing your money can be. Don't let a complete stranger put your money at risk. Register for a free investing workshop by texting OTA to 313131. Again, that's text OTA to 313131 or go to learnwithota.com. That's learnwithota.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Don't forget, Brad Carlson's up tomorrow, 2 o'clock. King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11. Hugh Hewitt, 5 to 9. 6 to 9? 
5 to 8. 5 to 8 tomorrow. Some Monday, rather. 5 to 8 Monday. Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, Larry Elder. The whole crew, all week long. So, we had some good news. And we had some bad news this past week. Bureau of Criminal Apprehension released its annual crime figures for the state of Minnesota, and they are good. The BCA came out yesterday. I'll be writing about this this week on shotinthedark.info. And violent crime in Minnesota officially, statistically, is at a 50-year low. It has not been this low since the mid-1960s, really the early 1960s. And gun crime is down even more, 23% drop. In firearm homicides, actually 23.1% drop in homicides just from 2015 to 2016. Now, 2015 was a spike year because it was a terrible year in Minneapolis in in 2015. But it's down by almost a quarter. And by the way, I believe the number of firearm homicides was down by 16% statewide. Now, gun crime is up in St. Paul so far this year. I believe Minneapolis potentially as well. In fact, that Chief Axtell in St. Paul came out with a, a plan to combat gun crime, which we may wind up talking about next week uh, on the broadcast here. We'll see. But crime, in 2015, uh, the murder rate in Minnesota dropped to 1.6 per 100,000. It bumped up to 2.4 per 100,000 the following year, but it's back down below two again. I mean, and, and virtually all of it takes place in in the city itself. What should tell you something about uh, about the patterns of crime in this state, since uh, most of the gun owners in this state are outstate and most of the crime is in the metro. Do you smell what I'm cooking here? Uh, something about city life that seems to bring out the criminals. Anyway, the good news is crime, even in the metro area, is down. And especially when you compare to this time, I don't know, 25 years ago. 1990, 91, 92, when Minneapolis was called Murderapolis, and the crime rate was vastly higher than it is today. It was a horrible time around here. We, we, were, we were becoming a cold Baltimore. Things came around since then. So, so, and so people who are whining about, about whining, complaining about uh, crime today either have no long-term context or... They're trying to make a political point with people who aren't paying much attention. Gun control groups tend to say gun crime is out of control because their 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 audience isn't that discerning or that curious. Now, as far as people with no historical context, interesting piece came out in City Pages this past week uh, by a fellow named uh, Carter Auerbach, uh, entitled 17 Years of Watching Downtown Minneapolis Go from Vibrant to Shaky to Frightful." When I moved to the warehouse district in Minneapolis in 2000, my dream of being able to have a wonderful home in the heart of the city became real. Downtown was alive. I could walk to anything. Restaurants, shopping, theater, or the mighty Mississippi River in just a few blocks. Public spaces such as PV Plaza were a welcoming respite to hectic city life with iconic modernist fountains flowing into a large pond. PV Plaza is pretty cool. Providing a calm spot to have a lunch or enjoy the scenery of Orchestra Hall and Nicollet Mall. In the winter, the pond became uh, an ice for skating rink, looking like a modernist take on a Hans Christian Andersen novel. It was idealistic. Mary Tyler Moore was right. You could, you could make it after all. While downtown lacked certain basic amenities, such as a real grocery store, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sure, there was noise. After all, I, I lived in the warehouse district, which was full of nightclubs and bars along First Avenue. Sometimes I'd open the window just to watch people saunter on by and take in the sounds. Of the city. I get that. I mean, I know a lot of you in the burbs hear that and, and think that sounds like hell on earth. and I, I get that. But you got to understand, I grew up out in the country, rural North Dakota. I believe I've made that clear on this broadcast over the last 14 years. It has its upside and its downside. And there are people out there that I grew up with who were so fine with that. And, and, and I was not one of them. I just needed the city. And, and I moved to the city as soon as I could. And the noise and the hustle and the bustle and the weirdness was all part of it. And I kind of dug it. But um, 
so it's fine. It's an acquired taste, and, and Mr. Auerbach certainly acquired it. Uh, he, he talks for a number of paragraphs about the uh, about about the way Minneapolis was in the year 2000, which is, by the way, 10 years after Murderapolis. So his context is a little different, but he goes on. In recent years, all that's idealistic has changed. In the span of 17 years, I've watched the city go from vibrant to shaky to frightful. No longer do I enjoy watching revelers along First Avenue nor entertain the notion of going out for dinner downtown if I'm to arrive home after nightfall. Mm. It's not for lack of interest, but for what I now see, an audacious mix of angst, boredom, victim, and predator roaming the streets. Downtown has morphed into something more disturbing and despondent than anything in recent history. The once vibrant Nicollet Mall, which needed no change to succeed, has succumbed to the terrible fate of becoming a vanity project of reconstruct well Betsy Hodges's vanity project uh, when giant retailers such as uh, of course Nicollet Mall is a depressing wasteland these days if you've been down there lately it's uh, it's it's a construction job that will never end apparently giant retailers like Macy's or Neiman Marcus close up shop it isn't because they missed the mark on fashion it's more of the notion that downtown now eschews people more than it embraces well no it's a fact that people don't come downtown to shop at places like Macy's anymore uh PD Plaza is but a shell of its former glory. True. The famously iconic fountains haven't operated for years and stand dry as a bone, uh, aging away in disgrace. No one really sits there to relax anymore. It's a set. I used to go there back uh, 15 years ago when I was working downtown. It was a great place to hang out. Nobody really sits there anymore. It's essentially a relic, an abandonment that uh, needn't have happened if the powers that be cared about it and what it provided to the community. Of course, what it was providing for a while there was a, a place for drug dealers to meet and do business, but Mr. Arbach apparently missed that part. Hard to say if it's the short-sightedness of the city council, the mayor, and building owners alike contributing to the downfall. I'm willing to bet it's a combination of all favoring finances over community, egotism over generosity. You see, there's the problem. The decline of places like Minneapolis to folks like Mr. Auerbach is the fault of the people with the money. Well, some of them anyway. You keep electing DFL majorities who fritter away, who spend their time working on plastic bag bans and socialist trash collection and ignoring crime for political reasons. What do you suppose is going to happen? Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Have a blessed 4th of July. See you next week. God bless you all. God bless America. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-915-9272. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. Not available in all states. Hey, Carl, how is it you're always golfing? I thought you owned a business. <laughs> I own a recent Irby's robot franchise, Bob. The robots serve seven flavors of delicious frozen yogurt, and the franchisor secured the best locations for me. Sounds so easy. Yep, easiest employees you'll ever have. Where are you going? To learn more about a recent Irby's franchise opportunity. To learn more, go now to FroyoFranchising.com and use promo code 9393. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 9393. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today.
Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Number FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Get that back check attack, back check barbecue. To do you right, you take time over barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that back check attack, oh, back check barbecue. Made fresh daily, we cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Listen to AM 1280 The Patriot while in the office, at home, up at the cabin, on the go, wherever you go with the iHeartRadio app. You'll always get crystal clear signal with AM 1280 The Patriot when you use the app. So download the iHeartRadio app for your mobile device or tablet and never miss a moment of your favorite programs like Hugh Hewitt, The Dennis Prager Show, Michael Medved, and more. AM 1280 The Patriot on iHeartRadio. Visit your device's app store, download it today. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 